Hi, this is Karen Smith, one of the founders of the online community for ladies who play stringed instruments, as well as women in the music industry, Fret Sisters. We host a weekly podcast on Anchor. If interested in interview, contact us through Facebook at Fret Sisters and send us your videos on Instagram or YouTube. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, what's good, everybody? And welcome to Fret Sisters Between Frets, a space where female musicians who play string instruments meet and discuss all things music. I am Sean, Shawnee Sean Marshall, and we have a great show for you today. We have Gabrielle Logan, also known as Guitar Gabby, with us today. She's a singer-songwriter, guitarist, manager, and band leader of all-female band, The Tulips. Hello, how are you doing today? Hey, good, how are you? I'm good. I'm seeing you've been making all these moves and traveling. You, You just actually just got back from Canada over the weekend. We're actually still here. I'm in Canada right now. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Ooh, I, I love this app. <laughs> um, so, was guitar your main instrument growing up, or you just like played other instruments? Um, I played other instruments. I played um, the clarinet. I played the oboe. A little bit of piano, but guitar, uh, guitar and clarinet stuck the most, and then guitar obviously stuck. <laughs> guitar um, lasted past everyone else all the other instruments. Wow. So, like, what or who influenced you as a guitarist? Like, what made you just, like, I just want to pick up the guitar and just played it ever since? Honestly, I I wanted to play what I was hearing in my head. And mm-hmm. I remember asking my mom uh, to give me a uh, an instrument that I would be able to do that with. And um, I remember that's why she put me in piano lessons. And um, then I picked up the oboe and clarinet and all that kind of stuff. And I learned how to read music and, and do all of that. But um, guitar, it, it wasn't until I found, or I started teaching myself guitar that I realized, okay, this is, this is it. This is the instrument that I, that I want to play. And that's what helped me um, convey what it was I was hearing in my head music wise. Wow. So, uh, you just graduated uh, for for my law school as an environmental lawyer. Mm-hmm. And did you learn from like as like becoming a lawyer? Did you learn some of that towards like your life in the entertainment industry? Yeah, absolutely. I've always worked in music law and and studied music law uh, through my undergrad and through um, other attorney. Um, mentors that I've had over the years and family friends who work in the legal business and so I've always been around um, entertainment law at large but what made me want to hone in specifically on music law and environmental law are those two areas are extremely important to me they're very specific um, and have very specific impacts to communities of color and Mm -hmm. um, so I wanted to be able to um, be the I'd like to say be the middle person between the government and and our community so I want to be able to um, consult with musicians and and bands and and advocate um, on behalf of people, whether it's, it's in environmental law or music law. Um, but since both both of those are are my fields of interest and in my fields of specialty, that's that's kind of what um, I guess really overall guided me to even go to law school to begin with, because I wanted to be able to to convey convey things in layman's terms and and um, advocate really. Well, that is great to use music as a platform to 
to share your message to everyone. And I really admire that. And um, so you performed with Diamond from Cromar. Like, how did you get that opportunity? I that I, it found me. <laughs> it found me. I was um, uh, actually I hadn't really been playing out that much at the time. I had um, just finished. Uh, putting up uh, a previous black rock band that I had called Bye Bye Love um, in college and um, that kind of fell fell apart after a couple of years and um, just one day Diamond's management hit me up on social media on Instagram and said that they needed a guitarist for a music video and so I took it as an opportunity to um, to get back into the music industry full steam ahead at that point I was like alright I'm ready I think I've recovered enough um, and I've learned from my lessons and I'm ready to, to move forward. So her management hit me up. I did the music video. And then um, from there, uh, we did other music videos with her. And then we toured with Diamond. Um, and so we were we were Tulips in addition to Girl Code. That's what we were called when we played with Diamond. And it was a different group of members, but, um, but it was still uh, the Tulips band from a business perspective. Well, about your band too, it's like, how did you come up with that name? Initially, it was the number two lips. Um, I think we had talked about it in rehearsal because we wanted something that that's that said femininity. But mm-hmm. um, I also understand that um, being a woman is not just something that um, that you experience from like your sex, from like what what you're born as. Um, I realized that there are feminine qualities that. Um, men sometimes will will take on, or maybe they will. Um, um, well, maybe maybe they'll um, identify with some qualities of femininity, and I don't think that it's it's a problem. I think it's actually great that men um, express the feminine side of them. Um, Beyonce did. We were talking about this the other day, but Beyonce did uh, an excellent job of that during Beachella. Um, with the dancers, having them express the masculine and the feminine side of, of what it is to be a man and a woman. So, anywho, going back to tulips. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was the number two lips, and then um, I changed it to tulips, like the flower, because I realized that tulips are extremely diverse, and um, I looked at that as what black women are, uh, extremely diverse and and colorful, and, and it's still a tulip. It's still just the special, so that's kind of the, the history with the name. Well, let's talk about your EP, Queens of a New Age. Um, how did you came up that as a title and what's impacted that in? Um, I came up with that title. I listened to um, a lot of a lot of rock and roll growing up. And um, I, I know and I'm sure everybody can can speak to this, but um, I noticed that there was such a large gap in the music industry, especially now that it's turning the and kind of taking on a new uh, structure with new generations that are coming in from business, from the business side as well as the artist side. So um, I wanted to be able to have a name that that when you when you heard it or when you read it, you said, "Damn, they <laughs> these queens are not playing. They came they came to slay. They came to take over and take what's theirs." So Queens of the New Age is uh, um, is a name that represents us being queens coming into this new age of of the world of the music industry and really just taking taking what's ours and not asking for it anymore. So ever since your band developed and you've been traveling all over the country, even Canada, which is still is now. <laughs> so what like mm-hmm. what was your most memorable like moment 
when you was like traveling and everything what was your most memorable gig out of your career mm, oh that's a good question um I would say one there's a couple of them but one of the the ones that pops into my mind first is um this past February we played uh, we opened up for the Indigo Girls and it was our fourth or fifth time opening up for them um and that was a really dope show because we we came together in Florida and we had not really fully had a rehearsal um in quite a while but it just shows uh, how excellent we all are at our instruments and our craft but we were able to come together and we came up with an arrangement to smells like teen spirit a couple of hours before the show and we performed it we were all really nervous but we we all uh, know each other's energy on stage well enough and um, we know how to be in sync with each other. So that was really dope because we pulled off a kick-ass performance. Um, the show was great. I sometimes watch the video <laughs> as a fan of the, uh, as a fan of my own band, but it, it it was really dope just to see us all um, being in our element on stage in front of a group of, of a sold-out show. It was a fully sold-out show. Um, so that was one of my most memorable experiences. And then I would say our first Afropunk in Brooklyn. That was. In 2017, that was a lot of fun. Um, I was nervous, but we well, we all were nervous. But um, yeah, it was a really dope show. Well, within those days you've been traveling and you've actually been receiving a lot of endorsements from um, many companies. Um, can you tell our listeners what your endorsements are? Yeah, I am endorsed with Ernie Ball, uh, EMG Pickups, ESP Guitars. Um, I have an endorsement deal with Laney Amps. Um, I'm also endorsed with Kurt Mangan Strings, um, Empire Ears. Um, uh, what, there's a couple of uh, uh, mono bags. Um, and recently, I just got endorsed with Steve Clayton picks. Um, yeah. And Boss, I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to talk to Boss. So, boss, if you hear this, get on board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they, they have some great amps, too. Like, I love the amps. Yeah, they do. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you're still touring. So, do you know, like, what or where are you going to next? Yes, we are. We leave here tomorrow, and then um, I'll be in Brooklyn next week. And then we're really, um, we're all really gearing up for our festival circuit. We have a lot of pride festivals Coming up, um, we're playing the Chicago Pride Festival in June and um, the Decatur, Illinois Pride Festival in October. And we are headlining the Seattle Pride Festival in um, at the end of June. And then uh, we'll be back in Canada, actually, at the end of July. So we have a we have a lot of movement um, between now and the end of our tour, um, which is July at the very end of July. So, yeah. Wow, that's that's wow. You, you're just busy, just making yourself busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if to any aspiring female musicians, young and old, um, you have any like advice or tips to them? Hmm. Yeah, I would say don't give up. I know it's super cliche, but um, I think that we all need to. I think we all could do better at understanding deep down what that means when someone says don't give up because I think a lot of times there's a gap between our conscious and our subconscious and um, Dara and I were talking about this briefly this morning she was telling me about um, uh, an exercise that she's doing where she's teaching her her brain to operate off of the opposite thing that she was taught which is um, oftentimes in the music industry or in the world really women especially black women are placed at the bottom of the totem pole. We're automatically told no 
um, without even being given the benefit of a doubt. So um, over time, you just start to believe that certain things are not possible. Um, and, and I find myself sometimes struggling with that. It's, you know, I sometimes find myself, you know, about to reach out to a, a large festival and then I say, well, I don't know. If, I don't know if we can do it, but just watching um, and, and breathing in the energy of all of my other bandmates has really helped me and all of us to empower other women that are watching us to don't take no as an answer and to, again, not give up and to keep going no matter what and to learn the industry. I think it's extremely important to learn the industry that you are partaking in. Um, so I would say learn learn the music industry and, and be your own boss. Why not? That's so motivating. So can you tell um, all our listeners like where to find you on social media or website? Yes, you can follow me at Guitar Gabby, and that's everywhere on Facebook and um, Instagram and all that. And then you can follow my band at the TX Lips, um, at the TX Lips Band. And um, yeah, you can find us on social. That's that's our um, Instagram, our Facebook, our YouTube, and our website is TXLips.com. Um, so yeah, Guitar Gabby and at the TX Lips Band. <laughs> Well, there you have it, ladies and gents. I would like to thank Guitar Gabby for joining with us today. And also you can follow thank her. You for no me. problem. And make sure you follow her on social media, her band Tulips on her website. And if you like to support the Tulips, make sure you go to their website to give information about donation or merchandise. Please. <laughs> Please. Because <laughs> I know that I want them to travel their message all across the world, not just the United States, not just North America, but beyond mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. And if you want to catch up with us, make sure you follow us on um, Instagram, Fret Sisters, and like our Facebook page on Fret Sisters 1. See what we're doing behind the scenes, what we're up to outside of Fret Sisters, or, you know, our little shenanigans and whatnot. Future <laughs> episodes of this podcast. <laughs> and until then, I'm Sean Shelley Sean Marshall, and thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, Riff Girl, what you got? Made by Sean Shawnee Sean Marshall.